You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So a couple months ago, we're out in South Carolina. I'm out in South Carolina playing Kiowa, not the ocean course. The I forget which one. Uh, I'm on the turn. A little bit tuned up. I need a tuna sandwich. And I grab a tuna sandwich, some chips. Probably costs like $85 for the, the sandwich and chips, whatever. Pretty standard shit out there. And the lady at the snack shack goes, watch the birds on the 10 tea box. Uh, they like to take food. So knowing me, I walk out, forget that in 20 seconds. Go get to the tea box, get ready to tee off. And the birds are already in my cart. My whole sandwich got decimated. I run over to the golf cart, swinging my driver around like a fucking sword. Uh, I didn't get any of it. My $30 tuna sandwich, gone. So, learn your lesson there. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. Don't you think it's fucking weird that we started the last two pods talking about birds? <laughs> speaking of that, yeah, yeah. Speaking of fucking birds, we got the legend Adam in here. He's not he's not co-hosting the pod. He's just he's we, just he's chilling. Got, he's got a few years before his golf uh his golf regimen is up to our, our podcast level, but... He is a bird enthusiast. He is, and um, I had some seagulls shit on my leg in Mexico. You had some birds steal your food. They stole our food, too. Yeah, that's... They're just ravenous animals. What's what's your thing with birds? Can you, Are you asking me? Yeah, you why, why do you like birds? Do you just think they're pretty? I just like animals. Yeah, I tell people, like, if I could look at a hundred different types of bears... Like in my backyard, I would I do would, that. I would rather that. Yeah. The only animals are our birds. Okay, so that's fair. What else? You like squirrels? <laughs> I mean, there's one type of squirrel. And that's true. I, I put out food for the squirrel. He cool. comes by, he nibbles, he hangs out. What does a guy. he have a name? <laughs> He's just a squirrel. Oh, <laughs> He's just a squirrel. Wow. Feed him. Boo. Boo. Okay. Well, well, this is uh, the Big Drive Energy Podcast, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, and we are going to get into. The Masters. It's some golf tournament that's happening this weekend. Not really. It's totally Masters sure. week, baby. It's not, one of. I mean, it's so cliche to say it, but it's one of the best golf weeks of the year, if not the best. Um, I'd probably say this in the British Open and the Ryder Cup. Those are my top three. Those real are quick. your power ranking. Those three. Yeah. So, question for you: Do you think? Okay, the Masters is one of those golf tournaments that I've talked about as like you don't really care about golf, but you still watch the Masters. For or sure. you don't know about golf, you watch the Masters. Yeah. Do you think... Adam watches the Masters, I bet. Yeah. See, he's giving us He doesn't know on. golf. No. <laughs> he, just, he, just knows, he just knows Cobb salads at the turn. But, no, but so do you think that the overarching TV coverage, which we've talked about a ton this year, right? You can go to ESPN Plus on a Thursday morning, mm-hmm. watch the tournament. Do you think that takes away from a bit of the Masters allure because... Now you can do that for any tournament. Like, where the Masters, I, 
I think I remember like wall to wall coverage. Yeah, like I remember it like Thursday. You know, golf last year, even before this ESPN coverage took over, we would we you wouldn't even be able to watch live shots until about one or two p.m. Mountain time where we live on a on a Thursday. There'd be guys already in the clubhouse with a seven shot, you know, shoot seven under, have a have a huge lead, and they can't. You couldn't even watch it. Yeah. Now there's more coverage, but do you think that? that bit of it takes away from the allure or do you think it's just still as the masters like you can't you that's can't like saying like you're having a little sex and then you start having more sex and like does that take away from the allure of sex no it it's the masters like no matter how much coverage you have give it to me wall to wall I want it Jesus. all day. Well, I didn't think we were going there but uh, well, I'm just, that was actually a pretty good analogy. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's like pizza. Like a little bit of pizza is good. More pizza is better. Like there's so many things you could compare it to, but the Masters is so good that the more of it, I don't think you can go wrong with more of it. Like Wednesday morning, all the way. Like I wish they would televise. I fucking their watch the rounds. drive. I would drive wa- chip and butt. Oh, that's a little far. <laughs> that's. I mean, come on. I'm oh. no. I I love the kids. We <laughs> we love the kids, but not uh, that I'd, much. Yeah. I I mean. I hit my hybrid as far as I hit drivers. So what? Uh, oh Jesus! That, Fucking that flexing was, on twelve. No, that, that was an indictment on myself. That's embarrassing. They're ten. It was a joke. But no, I did actually watch some of the Augusta Women's Amateur too, which was really good. But just the in general, and I was actually going to bring this up too on the point of the Augusta Women's Amateur. Why don't they have like a Women's Masters? Wouldn't that be sick? I don't. Do they have one? But it's like overseas. No, I thought they have like not like a massive. I'm like talking a about at Augusta National. Oh, because they, they have a they over on the European tour. They have Masters. This Portugal Masters, Czech Masters. But I'm talking about like Augusta National Women's Major. They should have one. Hundred percent. Yeah. What's why? Why don't they? Like they're. I feel like they're missing out so heavily on that. Well, already. isn't it? Isn't it kind of fucked up to think that like. I think women are becoming more like they're allowed to play Augusta more now than yeah. they used to, they used to not be. But they didn't allow mem- they used to not allow member women members, and then I think Condoleezza Rice was the first women's member there. Um, and now there's full playing privileges, member privileges. It's still one of the toughest places to get a membership anywhere in in the world. Uh, but yeah, they they're definitely making strides in that direction, like the Augusta Women's Amateur hadn't happened until I want to say four or five years ago. So they're definitely making that move in the right direction. But imagine a women's tournament the week before, and they do have the women's amateur the week before, but a women's professional masters before the men's masters at Augusta. Like I, I don't think you could go wrong with that because let's be real here too. A, A big part of the allure, big word we were using earlier of the masters is the the property itself a lot of people want to see the azaleas and the bright green grass and the pine needles and the pine trees and just the the expansive layout that is augusta national so the more you get that on tv i don't really know if it matters necessarily who's playing i mean obviously the the traditional masters is going to do the biggest numbers but like i said more augusta national just more of a good thing Oh, yeah. You can't get enough of it. Yeah. Do you think... <laughs> I eat it up. So going back to my, my topic, do you think it was like... Did five... I just go completely off the rails? No, no. You were close. Oh, okay. I'm just saying I'm kind of tying this all back in. Okay. The thought we're circling of, back. Circling back to the thought of like six or seven years ago, let's say you're uh, like a high profile woman, right? Like Condoleezza Rice yeah. or the, you know, uh, I don't... The queen. Yeah, the queen. <laughs> But you can't play Augusta, yet there's these little fucking 12-year-olds out there in the drive, chip, and putt, oh, playing yeah. in the course, oh, girls, yeah. boys, whatever. Flat out disrespectful. Yeah, it, okay, can we also talk about this real quick on the topic of disrespect for Augusta National? Them allowing Dude Perfect out there with their whole fucking sideshow, throwing Frisbees around, just the dumbest. And I'm not like man yelling at Cloud, but I... Uh, that's not Man my yelling st- at to get off lawn, but, but yeah, but partially because Bryson was there, so I already hated it. Secondly, what what's the point? Like, uh, talk about exclusivity. Like we like what you were just mentioning with the TV coverage. You let those dumbasses out there 
throwing frisbees, like I said, playing pickleball, like on the green on 13 or, you know, it just, or 12. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I did not get that whatsoever. I, but I would like to see how many YouTube views their, their video has. Cause I bet it's absolutely insane. Um, but what did you see that? I did not. We're going to YouTube this right now. And there was a few replies of people. <laughs> somebody actually replied, um, I watched both my parents die, and this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, that's, I mean, I'm not saying that's right, but that was an actual tweet. So, there's some people that are just, like, severely disgusted by the idea. Oh, it only has, like, six million views in in three days. In three days, yeah. So, yeah, those dudes do numbers. Um, But they... What's the point? I think it's just Augusta and golf in general still trying to make that move to be less stuffy and less old man yelling at cloud, but, old man yelling at people to be quiet, like that whole scenario. I think Augusta is just, I, I don't get this move of it, but I think, well, whoever runs Dude Perfect obviously clearly has some connections or maybe, I mean, they were out there with Bryson DeChambeau. This video looks... Um, well, dude, how many millions of subscribers do they have? It's it's off the, the charts. Insane. Um, but they got, like... Bryson DeChambeau is maybe the most hated golfer on tour. <laughs> yeah, and here they are out hitting. I'm watching it. They're doing, like, a little roll-up. I'm pool. watching they've it. They're got, fucking around. They've got Jim Nance fucking voiceover. What a joke. And they're hitting... Looks like they're hitting some... Ah, oh, God, these guys suck. They're hitting tennis balls onto the fairway. Yeah, this is this is horrible. This yeah, is a it's, bad. This it's is, not great. It's like, a good PR move for them because, like I said, they're trying to they're trying to get the twelve to seventeen year olds to be more excited about golf, which this does because obviously five point nine million. I, I I mean, other than the fact that I'm adding a view to this video. I don't think there's a lot of people over the age of 20 watching this. No, I I don't know any. I've never heard of one of my buddies say, I, yeah, I watched Dude Perfect. Dude, did you see that Dude Perfect? No, I know that our good buddy Tim Russ' son, who's like nine, is obsessed with Dude Perfect, has a bunch of their merch and all that good stuff. So more power to him. I mean, they probably made more money last year than I'll see in my lifetime. Um, but that's beside the point. Yeah, I just, my thing with Augusta is they're one of the few properties in the world that when somebody's like, oh, that's like, I don't know if it can be too exclusive. You know what I mean? It is like that prestigious that I would never have a problem with them turning away anybody. (laughs) You know, I don't care if it's male, female, child, whatever race, ethnicity, they, they should be able to choose who comes there. Like... I don't care. You know what I mean? That's just that, like, exclusive. Yeah, and I don't honestly have a problem with golf courses or properties in general that do that. Yeah. Like, it, the, the the women-men thing is a little, yeah, that's a little rough. But, yeah. like, the, the fact that, like, you can't just be a normal, like, human and go somewhere is kind of cool. Well, like, but yeah, it, it creates... Places that are, like, invitation only. Yeah, and if the Masters tickets weren't so expensive and it wasn't so hard to go there then would this tournament be as, you know, like if they just let it be overrun, like the waste management where you can just crowd in and get, get crazy. Yeah. And, and those two tournaments both have places in the golf world, I think. Oh, for sure. No, I, that's kind of the beauty of what makes golf is there's places that are virtually inaccessible. And then there's places that you can be anybody and go play them. And there's places that are just as good that, you can that anybody can go play as there is places that are crazy exclusive but yeah the whole invitation only thing it's it's almost like an nft a little bit like there's only certs and i i don't i'm not super educated on nfts but i know that the limited amount makes it more attractive you know what i mean so it's almost kind of like along those lines where oh it's invite only like you need to know somebody or this or that but it all just kind of depends on who you are uh, I know there's, I, I personally don't love like invite only places. Like I might not want to go there or buy a membership there, but I, I do get people that are kind of like that. So, um, yeah, teach his or her own. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you have the money to be or the prestige to be a member at Augusta national, 
like the point of a place like that is to be like go there and feel like you're paying or like it's paid off yeah you know like not not everybody that's rich you're is getting your scum- money's like, worth yeah like you're getting your money's worth you're you're feeling like it's an exclusivity thing which is the point of the whole place you know that's the point of being a member at augusta or being a member at a course where it's costs a lot of money you just decide to you know like use that and yeah become become a member at augusta yeah totally and then there's people with a bunch of money that would never buy a membership at a exclusive country club like that so we actually do you remember we had that member john carroll who used to play brookline in boston and apparently that place is even more exclusive than augusta just from this the distinct fact of like you basically have to come from like a blue blood family of the east coast like it's all politicians and lawyers and this and like and very high ranking officials uh, that get into Brookline, the country club where the U.S. Open is being held this year. Uh, he, our our member John Carroll, God rest his soul. Uh, he would always say, "You can buy your way into Augusta, but you can't buy your way into Brookline." So that's kind of crazy. It gives a little perspective on that situation, but. Anywho, let's uh, let's focus on this year's Masters. What we got going? What do you? Uh, what should we touch first? The food menu. Oh, wh- let's go over. I'm uh, sorry. I, I sorry. Um, I don't want to cut you off, but I actually think let's talk about like the revenue a little bit. Because have you seen the numbers on the revenue they do? Like even in the within the gate. I have not. So is it Jordan Pompilio or Pompilio? Well, I will say while you're while you're figuring what? that out. Uh, the, one of the cool things about the masters is the masters has an insane menu. Um, and it's very specific to the masters and to this event. It's not like your typical American, um, you know, menu where you're like, Oh yeah, we can get a hot dog we can get a burger fries. Like the pimento cheese sandwich of course is, is one of the, basically the, the, staples there at augusta yeah but when you look at the menu i'm looking at it here you've got an egg salad sandwich a pimento cheese a barbecue a master's club grilled chicken wrap classic chicken sandwich ham and cheese on rye and turkey and cheese on wheat and none of these singular menu items cost more than three dollars you can't even get a fucking chapstick for three dollars <laughs> at, at our at, golf course at our golf course yeah a or any place around denver where we go to games no a fucking a egg salad sandwich would be 15 bucks e- easily and can... so it's like a tenth of the cost and so i'm wondering is you know you can get a sausage biscuit for a dollar 50 i mean this looks like a straight up fucking mcdonald's drive <laughs> but it's way better obviously do you think it actually is though no i've yeah or do you uh, think it's everybody has the fucking no uh placebo effect of being at augusta so they think this dog shit egg salad sandwich <laughs> tastes like god just made it no i mean probably it's got a little bit of the augusta effect but no i mean they make so much money every other way that they can afford to basically take their cost like it probably costs them a buck 50 to make one of those sandwiches so they're virtually making no money on their food which i respect but that's also after you buy a 150 dollar master's polo so they uh let me pull this tweet up they were tweeting out revenue numbers for what the Masters does in just the, the week of the Masters, obviously. And I want to say the revenue, if my phone would load, the revenue is like $7.5 million in, from Monday to Sunday. So they're doing over a million dollars in revenue each day. Isn't that like just boggle your mind? Yeah, that's absurd. Like at our golf course, we do roughly two to three million dollars in revenue a year yeah and we're busy as fuck yeah so like we're constantly busy we're staying you know we're our tea sheets full and you go to a place like this and it, they're clapping that in a week oh for sure well and you got to think that um <clears throat> people are bringing insane amounts of money just to buy merchandise when they get there like let's let's just take a little quick poll how much money would you bring to augusta national just for merchandise I would probably. I spent at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I spent roughly six fifty. Jesus! I mean, I got you, some stuff. I was for there. Other, I don't I even remember what other you, people. Remember, you left me. I wasn't that drunk. Because we had to go get our car and oh you know, we yeah, had to yeah, go yeah. to the airport and shit. 
You also spent that at like Whistling Straits. Yeah, Whistling Straits was an easy, easy 600, 650. I was going to say, I'd probably bring like a grand to Augusta National just for merchandise. Yeah, because getting it there, there was actually at the tournament. So we had a high school girls golf tournament at our course today. And there was a, a lady that was taken off for Augusta, and she was asking her husband, like, what do you want? Oh, and she just threw the bait out there, and Spencer just bit on it. She goes, what do you want from Augusta? Like, oh, my God, lady, shut up. And what you just tell, and Spencer's like, you're going to Augusta? Oh, uh, God, I, I was like, oh, my God, Spencer, why'd you even ask? Like, she just... She just wanted one of us, anybody. We were the only two other people besides her and her husband. It's like, why would she say that? Okay, so that... Her husband knew where she was going. We didn't need to know. That brings me to a a topic kind of spinning off of that. You would be that guy that would do that, though. Well, not necessarily. I I sometimes... Spencer, how was dinner last night? Not as good as that egg salad sandwich eight months ago when I went to Augusta National. (laughs) That that would kind of be a Spencer move. so. So you have me as that guy. But I will say one of the things that I hate the absolute most in the world, and it's like big, one of my biggest pet peeves, is when people have conversations with their kids or their families that like they're like feel like you're forcing someone else to hear it that's I, around oh, you. Absolutely, it's it's the person that talks on their speakerphone in public. Like they want you to hear what the other person is saying and what you're talking about because they want to feel important somehow. Or, like, they mean something. Newsflash, nobody gives a shit about your conversation. I don't care if you're going to the moon. That lady could have been going to fucking outer space. And I would have been like, you know what? Get your husband something cool from the moon. I don't need to hear about it. Get him a fucking little Bring him back moon rocks? Bring him back a Neil Armstrong bobblehead. Yeah. Uh, Like, maybe a... I don't even know what they have on Mars, but I think we're going there sometime soon. But yeah, dude, I cannot stand the the people that just decide to talk so out loud, especially to, like, their kids. I feel like I hear that a lot in, like, the grocery store. They can't just, like, grab their kid's arm and be like, hey, don't do this. They're like, they're like, they have might to make yell. a fool out of their kids. Like, I'm like, he's eight, dude. He, what, what do you want him <laughs> dude, to do? He, sorry he touched he, one of the avocados. You just gave like, him a whole bag of gummy worms and a box of Oreos at home, and then you take him to the store, and you expect him not to act out. Like, that's your fault. That's... That's not a him problem. That's a you problem. That's just bad parenting. Yeah. Oh, we could we could just have a podcast on bad parenting. Uh, oh, we should do an episode on just like parents and golf. And like, there's some crazy ass parents. Like one real quick story. Sean O'Hare's dad, if anybody re- remembers that name, Sean O'Hare, um, he was on and off tour. He had some pretty good success, but his dad like sold his business and basically took like $3 million dollars. And Sean O'Hare didn't even go to, he could have gone to college and played golf. His dad was like, no, here's all this money. You go play professionally, blah, blah, blah. 10 years later, like he didn't even speak to, he doesn't even speak to his dad. Like they, their relationships just completely got ruined because of that expectation and the money that was handed to him in early age and the pressure that comes along with that. So there's a lot of that kind of shit in golf with the amount of money that gets thrown around. But, Let's let's reroute. Let's Omaha uh, back to this year. <laughs> We're just gonna keep doing that. Keep getting off topic. Circling back, uh, Spencer, Masters, Masters, Masters. Well, I think we should talk about what's going on tonight as we're recording this. It's a Tuesday. Um, the oh Masters, yeah, we didn't even talk about our week. Well, we didn't. Yeah, how was we don't. Really, it was fine. We just worked. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. Oh, no, we did go to the Avalanche Pens game Saturday. Watch them just beat up on old Sid the Kid. Not really a kid anymore, but... Oh, also, uh, so today in Colorado, it's about... I would say probably about 90-mile-an-hour winds. And I drove by City Park Golf Course on the way over. Still people playing. Like, they could hardly stand up. And they were playing golf. The flags are, like, sideways. Yeah, they they're just aiming at nothing. Like... There's nothing in the ground. They can't even see the green because it's just a dust bowl. It just people are their obsession with golf is just I can't even put it into words. I've never seen anything like it. I don't know. It's I I just drove by City Park and I was like, "Fuck you guys! Why? <laughs> so, why are so you so windy, there? so cold? They just can't get enough of it." Yeah, that's apparently the best time to play golf is whenever 
you can walk on a golf course. So, uh, but yeah, other than that, the weather is a little chilly. It's not great. Um, but every year when Augusta rolls around, everybody like RK and I talked about a few weeks ago, everybody starts getting that itch when you see the, the masters commercials, what's that one sad, like masters commercial where they play like a sad song. I don't, I've never really understood that, but they've done it like the past five years and Bubba Watson just cries in like every single one of them. And I just don't really understand if they're trying to tug at people's heartstrings or, or what, but I think just the, the regular master song is plenty for me. Like that's more than comfortable. I don't need to see Bubba Watson sucking on his bottom lip, bawling his eyes out like a eight year old. Well, speaking of like what you said, golf is in full swing and you can get in on all the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook. All new customers can bet $5 on the first major of the year and you get $25 in free bets for every birdie Bryson DeChambeau makes in the first round. Could be six, seven, eight. And imagine that 175, 200 bucks in free bets. If Bryson DeChambeau has a good first round, which I'm betting on, you know, and even if he doesn't have a good first round, he's definitely going to have a few birdies because Augusta, he's at least going to have three, four or five birdies as you can make birdie. You know, you can make plenty of bogeys, but you can can do 74 and have seven birdies. Exactly. And so get in on that action with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's a top rated app with tons of ways to bet on golf, especially this week at the Masters. And you can bet on who's going to win the first major, single round matchups, and more only at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw money whenever you want. Call to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNVR and you bet $5 and win $25 in free bets for every single one of Bryson Dude Perfect birdies in the first round. Join the action with golf's first major with code DNVR only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum of $5 deposit and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, so before we kind of get into a preview and talk about this year's Masters, some picks we like, some picks we don't like, some players we think are going to come up big this week, and um, some players we'll talk a little bit about uh, Tiger Woods, of course, because we'd be remiss not to with the the buzz that's going around him right now and uh, walking the grounds. I think there was more people at his practice round today following him around than J.J. Spawn. Shout out to him who won last week at the Valero Texas Open. His first PGA Tour win and now getting to play, taking that flight straight from Texas right to Augusta, Georgia. Shout out to him. Congratulations. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the Masters Champions Dinner, which I think we, um, by the way, we're doing a live show Sunday. We'll pick it up about hole 16, 15, 16 when the leaders get there from uh, the DNVR bar. We're going to be live recapping the Masters, go right into a full recap of, of what we saw from the week. Uh, I already don't want it to be here just because I don't want the Masters to be over. Uh, but make sure you check that out on the YouTube, DNVR YouTube, and uh, we'll be live. So, do you want to talk a little bit about the Masters Dinner? Uh, of course, it's a tradition started by the great one, Ben Hogan, back in, I think, 1952 or something like that. This is like the 86th playing of the Masters? Is that what... It is, but I don't think it's the 86th. Well, maybe it is. Maybe the 84th. He started it in 1952. Okay, so, so not quite the... Maybe he had to win it first, and then it's like, fuck it, I want it, I'm going to start a dinner. Oh, okay. I, the jacket's not enough, I'll start the dinner. So um, this year... The, on the menu for uh, former champion from last year, 2021, Hideki Matsuyama. Of course, one of the most all-time pictures in, in the recent golf world is his caddy bowing at the 18th hole. Just kind of goes to show you his culture, and he put on a clinic last year at the Masters. I'd love to see a side-by-side of, like, Dude Perfect just fucking around on Amen Corner and the disrespect and then Hideki Matsuyama's caddy bowing down to or like bowing to the golf course. It's just like the complete opposite 180 version of whatever or what how, how you're supposed to respect Augusta and how Dude Perfect and Bryson DeChambeau think of Augusta. So, sorry to drop that in. Oh, fact checker on myself. I was completely off. They sell $50 million worth of merchandise in that week just on site. That's insane. I wonder what the order is like. Like, 
That's a, like they could going, make a company's entire year. Yeah, even. they're like, oh, we got the Augusta account. We don't need to do jack fuck. Yeah, maybe year. they even have their own like clothing company. That they'd probably be smart to just manufacture it themselves. I do have take an out the middle shirt. I will check that out. I'm gonna wear that Sunday. Oh, I do also have an yeah. or Bob Weston, Jim Weston. Jim Weston. He came in today. He yeah, came he, in the pro shop. he did. And he so quick funny story. Well, you could tell it. Probably are better. you talking about Preston? Yeah. So Spencer, this older member, used to be member. I want to say he's probably in his mid-80s now. He mistakenly called Spencer Preston one time. He goes, where's Preston? And I have never, like, I don't know why it just hit me, but it was about the funniest shit I'd ever heard. And to this day, we still have a file in the computer that just says Preston, and I know it's Spencer's. But every time I see that file, I just laugh my ass off. That's where I hide the good shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else looks in there because they know it's Preston's. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh my God! Uh, but, yeah, that but same. He, he got he us both the master shirt. Give right? us both master shirts, and he told me I look like Nolan Arenado, which is pretty indeed. He also wears like some spectacles. He's, <coughs> his glasses are thick. Are you so. saying that's he's not accurate? Um, I'd say you have better skin than Nolan Arenado. I think he kind of had an issue there, but. Uh, facial, I don't have the acne. Facial hair, care. yeah. Facial hair is kind of along the same lines. It's not great. Uh, oh wow! But <laughs> I don't know. I think he. I wouldn't call him better looking. I guess I don't know. If I had to be a judge, I'd call you both like sevens, eights, somewhere. That's yeah, nice of you. Yeah, that's I mean, a, I think that's one of the first nice things you said to me all day. So <laughs> that's that's not true. I'm gonna take that as a win. I told you you parked like an idiot earlier. Well, I parked in the fucking spot. I didn't want to door fuck the person next well, to me. Well, you were parked next to like a Prius, dude. You can get cozy in there. I don't really know what they were doing either because they have the tiniest car in the world. But anywho, uh, yeah, so we both have Augusta shirts and I don't, I remember they're old. Like they're, I yeah, just remember. Like, like, this is like OG Augusta shit. Yeah, this, this is like, like this new age, like Peter Millar. I think he went to Augusta one year and like collect, like bought a bunch of shirts because he has donated shirts for Homestar Troops, a tournament that we host at Spring Valley. He's donated a master shirt, like, how many years? Seven or eight years? Yeah, and he also gave me this sick sun water bucket hat that has, like, some signatures on it. I'm not sun quite Sun water? Sh- it's like a sun sun hat, but it's not quite a sun hat. It's like it's like one of those you can... It's like a Like a floppy hat. hat? Like a floppy that okay. you can soak... And it has some signatures on it. Oh, from that's cool. Certain people, but I don't know who they are. But I, you know, have that in my room or whatever. Yeah, because, that's pretty. That's know, pretty neat. It's a memento. Good guy, Jim Weston. Real good. <laughs> real salt of the earth. Salt of the earth, Jim Weston. Uh, All right, moving on. Again, <laughs> back to uh, the Champions Dinner, which is held tonight, Tuesday night, the fifth of April. Hideki Matsuyama going with a little Japanese-inspired Champions Dinner, which I feel like that's kind of something you have to do, like. Whether or not anybody else likes it, like this one is a great menu. Pay homage to your culture. Yeah, you, yeah. You, if you're, you know, from, what, like, I don't know, Italy. I, like, if you're oh, if Francesco Molinari, won it. Like, you'd expect like sp- some spaghetti and meatballs and and things like that. That shit's like, not even Italian. Okay, well, don't fact check me on my fucking <laughs> Italian. But imagine like pizza. they they do like Ireland. Like Rory wins it, and they just have like corned beef and soda oh, bread, full corned beef cabbage, and cabbage. And like, oh, that sounds. I'd be so pissed. Corned beef is low key one of my favorite meats. I. <laughs> it's you have a lot of favorite meats. I am a big um, meat guy, but anyways, going on. Japanese probably would be one of my favorite picks. Like this menu looks bomb as hell. Yeah. So for appetizers, he's got assorted sushi, sashimi, and sagiri. It's sashimis. Shout <laughs> uh, out Letter Kenny. Yakitori chicken skewers. And then he's got a starter of the miso glazed black cod and dashi broth. Not quite sure what dashi broth is. That sounds great. Main course. Here we go. Miyazaki Wagyu. Some A5. A5 Wagyu beef ribeye with mixed mushrooms and vegetables and Sancho Daikon Ponzu. Well done. And finishing it all off with a Japanese strawberry cheesecake, a fluffy sponge cake with whipped cream and M.I.O.U strawberries <laughs> that I just I sounded like you're like moaning i know am i oh my god i might have had i i'm just i'm a phonetic reader so you know yeah i've learned this am i uh, anywho even like jordan spieth admitted it today 
but Wagyu beef and Brooks Kepka said the same thing after he did his first stint playing on the DP world tour over in Japan. Like, uh, but that meat is better than any meat you're going to find anywhere else in the world. It is like the highest grade of beef you can find pretty much anywhere. And for those of you who don't know, have I already, have I told the people this, like how, like how you create Wagyu beef or what they do to the cows? I don't know if you have. So they, and I'm just full of useless fun facts. So here's one of them. They feed the cows nothing but corn and beer. So they give the cows beer. So the cows are drunk all the time. So they're probably happy. Like what a good life. And then they get massaged. So if you ever see like a five Wagyu, it's all mar- it's super marbled because they have like personal masseuses for the cows. You see like somebody's standing to the side of them, just massaging the side of them to work the fat in into their muscle to get that marbling of the fat throughout. So imagine like you just live your whole life um, and I don't want to get dark here. But you, you just get a drink your whole life and get massages and then you die. Like, I think there's worse lives to live. Would you not agree? Yeah, are you ad- yeah you're advocating for the Wagyu. Yeah, absolutely. Like, those like, cows have it good. Oh, 100%. They've, they have the, the fucking five-star treatment. And that's why they taste f- like five-star beef. Yeah. But that's that's pretty much how you get Wagyu beef. I you, love that. A little, yeah, a, a little, little fun uh, fact of the day. Fun fact, a little lesson for us on, on meat. Yeah. Um, so there was uh, Jordan Spieth in his interview today, as Mitchell was just touching on. They asked uh, about tonight's champion's dinner. Do you have a chance to see the menu? And he said, oh, yeah. This in the transcript has two H's. So, you know, oh, he, he yeah. delayed his O. Oh, yeah. And it said, what did you think about the menu and which item are you most excited for? Jordan Spieth said, I mean, and I quote, I'm going to have seconds of all of it. I'm very excited. I played the Dunlop Phoenix in Miyazaki back in 2014, and I might make a lot of people mad in the state of Texas, but it's the best beef I've ever had. To be serving that tonight on top of miso cod and sushi to start, I'm very, very excited. I saw it today. I had no idea where out he was going to go, and I'm excited to shake his hand and thank you at the and say thank you at the end of the night. I might have to get carded out. <laughs> He's one of us. That's me. Yeah. Anytime I. Sushi is my number one, um, my number one, like, where I always order too much. Oh, for but sure. But then you can't really save it, so you have to, like, keep eating it. Yeah. And so I always go home from sushi just full as shit. Just bloated, yeah. And I agree, because I, I usually end up ordering, like, four rolls for myself, which is just excess. Like, that, that's, like, what I feel like a fucking elephant would order at sushi. Um, but when you see the ingredients and you just look at the menu, you're like, God, I got I just have to order this. I wish like, you could do like half rolls because I want the variety, but I don't want the full eight piece roll. You know what I mean? I wish I could do four of this, six of this, um, you know, but I'm just, I guess, picky. So, yeah, sushi, sashimi. Can you imagine how good that fish is going to be too? Just like top grade, top quality. Anything they make at the master's dinner, you know, is going to be like the best quality of anything. So it basically just comes down to the cuisine. And like you said, you have fish, you have steak, you have sushi, cheesecake. That sounds like pretty much my ideal meal. Well, the thing that I was wondering is like, do you think... They is there like an Augusta National like is the main chef for Augusta National the guy that does this for and then sure. they like hire him out or they're like hey this is what we want and to try to make it as good as you can or do you think they bring in like special chefs like how do you think deep, how deep does this run no I think they I think it's all done in house I think they just order it specific to what the uh, I don't know how far out in advance they plan they probably have to plan it fairly far out but I do want to say and I I will just preface this by saying I have zero clue, but for some reason I feel like it's all done in house. They don't bring in different chefs for different cuisines, things like that. I think he's just like that good at what he does. And I think they're very diverse in what they cook in that kitchen. So I don't know. That's just, that's my hunch. You got a hunch. I got a good hunch. All right. So real quick, let's power rank the last four masters champions dinners okay okay so we got we just recited hideki's this year yep dustin johnson last year garden or caesar salad 
prime filet mignon with mashed potatoes and spring veggies, miso marinated sea bass, peach cobbler, and apple pie with vanilla ice cream for dessert. Okay, we've got that. Okay. Tiger Woods 2020. Augusta roll of tempura shrimp, tuna, avocado eel sauce, tempura flakes, ginger, wasabi, and soy. Main course, a prime steak and chicken fajitas, grilled veggies, beans, rice, pico, flour tortillas, and a trio of desserts. Churros, chocolate sauce, fan, and sopapillas. Then we've got the chubster, Patrick Reed. Choice of Caesar wedge salad, main course of prime bone-in cowboy ribeye with herb butter, macaroni and cheese side with cream spinach, corn cream brulee and steamed broccoli, tiramisu, vanilla bean creme brulee and chocolate crunch, and praline cheesecake for dessert. Oh, okay. I mean, I can tell you mine first off. Uh, I would go Matsuyama's first because that's my ideal meal. I'd probably go Patrick Reed second, because I can kind of relate to the way he eats, just like a shitload of carbs. Um, the mac and cheese side really I was going to say that the first thing, I mean, steak is just kind of the placeholder, but the mac and cheese and cream spinach, both my jam, um, and then just all the desserts, yeah, all in my face. And then I would probably go Tiger's next, just because it's a little creative. It's just something different, and it's the goat, so, you know uh goats do goat things and dustin johnson's just like super vanilla he's just like let's get to the after party where the drug's at like that's that's done he's like i'm he probably just looked at his meal and walked out like i don't think he eats i don't know at least he got like a steak in there like but i feel like that's just the most vanilla thing possible but is that like would you rather have tigers like prime steak and chicken fajitas like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that. I mean, Tiger's hosted so many Masters dinners at this point. Like, he doesn't even care. He's probably done a world tour like a fucking, uh, what was that that cook's name? Um, no Reservations. I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, the one that passed away, but he did like a world tour of food. Um, Tiger's Masters dinners have probably just been like a world tour. He's touched every continent. So he's like, let's let's bring it back around. We could go. English, we could go. He's probably like on Scandinavian next or some some Russian boiled shit. Who knows? Like, yeah, he's he's won way too many times. He's probably running out of things to to make. So that is true. He's like had so many of these. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. I just got to change it up. And he probably I will say, let, he probably just like lets his like daughter's friend pick. Like at this point, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and uh, you know we only power ranked the four, and I would go the same. I would go actually. I would change it up. I. I don't know why, dude. I'm just not a big filet guy. Uh, the what? Wagyu beef ribeye is pretty close, but I might go with Patrick Reed's first just because of the, the, the bone-in bone in cowboy ribeye. That's just nothing gets better. Like, I love a bone-in steak. I love the fat. I'm big on that. Yeah, you eat fat off a of steak like it's disgusting. Uh, but they do, I think a cowboy steak technically, um, y'all didn't know I was a culinary artisan here, but I think it's where they top it with, chopped like jalapenos and bell peppers and onion i almost see there's like pico on top of it i'm out right okay yeah yeah i'm out of that yeah it's definitely not a traditional steak so there's a little bit of a a caveat there (laughs) how did i say it jalapenos yeah how jalapenos 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 yeah i'm just I'm as white as it gets. Like I, we, just got, we just got criticized by Adam on how we say jalapenos. Yeah, I'm unabashedly it. white. I don't. I don't have. I. I can't roll my R's at jalapenos. Jalapenos. Like, I just feel fake as shit trying to say it like that. So I'm just gonna keep saying jalapenos. I know I sound like an idiot now. I'm self conscious. God damn it, Adam. Um, <laughs> Adam just has that effect on you. Yeah, he on just anyone. wants to shrivel you any chance he gets. So. Real quick, just missing our, our top five power rank or top four power ranking. Sergio Garcia the year before that Ooh. did international salad, main course of traditional Spanish lobster rice, and his dessert was Angela Garcia's Trace Leches cake. So he probably has wife or his mom. Angela. That's probably his wife. I think it. it yeah, I think I think it is his wife. Either way, when you bring your wife's like. You, can you imagine being like, yeah, babe, you got to make the dessert. You got to make this <laughs> trace leches. For 60 previous cha- or 40 previous champions or whoever shows up. But that's, see, I, I would honestly have picked that maybe first. 
Like, I love how unique that is and how off the grid it is. Like, I wonder, imagine the conversation between Dustin Johnson and Paulina Gretzky. Be like, hey, what should what should we do for the dinner? She's like, I don't know, like, Dom Perignon and, like, Adderall? And he's like, oh, let's just go with the filet. Like, that's just, I could totally see that happening. Like, that's why... Just no creativity. Dustin Johnson probably didn't even know what the filet was called. He's just like, oh, it's a piece of meat. Um, so do you think Patrick Reed... Patrick Reed eats the most of any of these people, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, he's he's the one that... He's the one that sits in the corner and just goes ham on the buffet, which I'm not hating on that because that's kind of me most he of probably, the time. You probably have to give, like, a speech, and he probably had, like, fucking steak sauce on his... Sh- jacket and just all messy his hair's all fucked up he's got that bad farmer's tan just so like non put together and then he just yells at his wife afterwards and yells at everybody about how good his shit is i don't know (laughs) that's 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 how i imagine his dinner going and him just like eating like just viciously like an animal (laughs) <laughs> like Just a bear, like, like a bear, and with in a trash can that hasn't eaten in <laughs> a few bear weeks, a trash like a starved can. bear, <laughs> like oh. just handfuls from the plate right into his mouth. <laughs> yeah, right. that's that's for sure. So maybe we should talk about the actual golf tournament coming up. Let's do, what do that. You think? Yeah, I'm down. All right, so getting into uh, some of our picks for this week. First of all, we're going all in. All in. We we put a, a sizable unit on our man Cameron Smith, cousin Cam. As the winner, plus 1,400 right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, I just got a feeling. You but, remember that Black Eyed Peas song? I got a feeling. Like That's just that's just what pops into my head when I hear Cameron Smith's name at, at Augusta National. And the golf he played at uh, Sawgrass, like that, that is kind of the biggest tournament to this point this season, and he won it. He won the uh, Tournament of Champions already this season. There's no reason he can't go out and win this week. I don't disagree with you. Let me play devil's advocate. Oh, boy. We have... With our own like money. With our own money. We already <laughs> locked the bet in. But is is Cam Smith becoming too mainstream of a pick from everyone? Like, we, we, we would have told you two months ago we were taking Cam Smith to win this Masters. Like, we, we were the original ground zero Cam Smith. Mitchell picked him... In the first tournament this year, the tournament champions, and he won. Okay, so don't nobody come at us with our fake Cam Smith shit. I have a no. picture from middle of last year with our matching mullets because we love this guy so much. Same last name. I mean, it doesn't get any more perfect. But circling back, is it become too mainstream of an obvious pick where a lot of the times that doesn't work out for you in the grand scheme of things betting golf? Yeah, I mean, but. At Augusta, experience plays so much into it, and he does have the high finishes. He's playing really good right now. Augusta is not one of those places you take a flyer. You know what I mean? If you look at past champions, they're all uh, top tier, playing really well at that time. Like hardly anybody comes out of the woodwork to win at Augusta. You know what I mean? So I don't hate that as much here. It feels like every week we pick. Our, I feel like our picks are pretty good, and they just absolutely hose us and hang us out to dry. So, But this week, I feel differently about it. I think picking top-tier blue-blood names is actually beneficial when you're betting. Like the Dustin Johnsons, the Justin Thomases, Jordan Spieth's a hack, um, so don't take him. Even Sergio. like Guys like that that have previous experience there, and I mean... I don't really want to dive into this because I guarantee you we're going to be unlike any other Masters podcast that's released this week where they probably just blow Tiger for an hour like and just talk about him being back and yada, 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 Tiger this, Tiger that. But I will say um, I would love to see the amount of money that's put on him this week that's just going to get thrown away because he's not winning. And he better not because I'm not shaving my fucking locks for that. I'm not letting Spencer drink and go at my my hair like that that's not going to happen i will say though he's plus 500 to top 10 so maybe like cinderella story gets in contention um falters a little bit starts grabbing his lower back like he's hurt again 
Like the car crash was yesterday. I did say that I was on uh, bets this earlier before we recorded this, and I did say like if he's fixing to shoot a seventy-eight, you know that patented Tiger bent over the club look is coming out. Like he's not going to go there and shoot seventy-eight, seventy-eight, and leave. No, no, never he, missed a cut. He's never missed a cut in a Masters. Yeah, he'll in his it, professional career. <coughs> if he shoots forty on the first nine, he's WDing. And, like, going to have surgery on something, just some phantom surgery tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, he's not going to – he's either going to contend or WD. I don't think he's going to tough it out. Um, But I I do see him, like, from the sounds of it, he's playing really good golf right now. Well, striking the ball well, let's put it that way, because nobody really knows what kind of golf he's playing right now unless you're Charlie Woods or Justin Thomas or whatever. But I've heard he's striking it really well. His mobility is good. His swing is good. But it's more about just m- maneuvering that golf course, all the different angles, all the different um, shit you have to walk, like all the different lies and stuff you have to walk on um, are going to be tough on his legs. So I can see that. But I think plus 500 top 10 is a good value. Like I could, I could see him getting in contention, kind of petering out and – Plus five hundred, that's worth that's worth throwing some beans on. Yeah, it's worth sprinkling a few beans on. I will say, I don't think like this is being maybe a little over dramatic, but I think this is a career defining tournament for Tiger in terms of where he goes from here. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if he contends this week and like comes back and plays well, I know it's his first tournament back and it's the Masters. I'm not saying like I feel like he needs to win this to ever be you know i already think he's goaded you don't we're not going to get into that debate today but i do think like for going forward think this week will tell us a lot about where he's at Uh, yeah in general and i i think that's a little bit of an overreaction but i can't i can't i can't get myself out of the thought that if he contends here or he even makes the cut and he's like five or six under he has a chance to go win a couple more majors and maybe break jack's record and if he absolutely shits himself this week it's like dude you got it. it's almost over yeah champions tour time (laughs) he's never gonna play the champions tour he's worth way too much money and i don't think he cares as much as well phil mickelson used to he doesn't fucking play golf anymore apparently um or who knows where he's at but i would agree i feel like like you said this could kind of be like a major step in the right direction or the wrong direction and there's certain guys um, that have gone out on top, like our goat, John Elway. Um, you know, Tom Brady almost didn't, but now he did. He's back, so fuck that guy. There, and then there's guys like Kobe Bryant. Let's just be real. His last season, you could see him declining. And I'm RIP. I mean, I loved Kobe. Like, I'm not trying to talk bad about him, but there's certain guys that know when to quit um, and le- stay out on top. And kind of, I think Tiger would have done that but now he's kind of opening himself back up to that possible like he comes back and he doesn't have what he did but it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case um and i will say ben hogan did the same thing with the the car crash uh jesus um but ben hogan was not in great physical shape i really wish i could have said that out loud no yeah spencer just texted me a joke that was pretty dirty not dirty just bad just poor absolute poor taste yeah just really poor um not surprising coming out of him he's a degenerate but yeah i i I just don't know what to think like and obviously that's what everybody's talking about is what is he gonna do because like you said he plays well this week the hype train's back on like everybody's like oh he could make a run at the record like you said uh when when's he gonna play next this and that is he only gonna play majors but my over overarching thing is just give everybody equal coverage which they won't but if cam smith's 12 under and tigers on 12 making triple bogey rinsing three balls what the fuck do you think i want to watch actually maybe the triple when he's rinsing it because that shit's fun but I want to watch. If he's just like fucking hopping on the bogey train, like and just kind of like making one bad shot here or there. Like nobody wants to see that. I mean, everybody yeah. does, but nobody does. Exactly. It's just not that much fun to watch. So 
it, Tiger doesn't need the spotlight the entire week or weekend whenever he's playing. And as long as they give everybody equal coverage, I love seeing him out there. He's obviously great for the game, but he just – and it's not even his fault. The media just overplays the absolute shit out of it. Like overanalyzes everything he does. Oh, it's everything, dude. He is everything in the golf world. Yeah, he can't fart without somebody being like, ooh. What, I wonder what he had for dinner last night. Like, <laughs> they just over overanalyze every single thing he does. So, I'm looking forward to just watching some really good golf. I think it'll be fun. Um, and like I said, our pick to win. Should we get into our other picks? Our pick to well, win so is Cam Smith. Real quick, a few more facts on Cam Smith. Kay. So, only Tiger Woods, who we just talked about, has won the Players and the Masters in the same year. Um, so that's a little scary, a little nervous, but. Cam Smith, in 2020, in his runner-up finish at the Masters, became the first player in Masters history to break 70 in all four rounds. So, we've got some things working against us, and we've got some things working for us. Like, a couple of things about Cam Smith, of course, his shot-making is incredible. He's dialed with wedges and short irons, so if he gets a lot of those, you're fine. His short, he, his short game is really good. Exactly. And that's, that's what I'm that's saying. That's what like, you needed, Augusta. Yeah. And it, when he finished that runner up finish in the 2020 Masters, he missed 25 greens, but only made nine bogeys. So he had basically. That's an up and down percentage, basically 65 ish percent. Yeah. Which in Augusta is badass. Yeah. And back to back to back on the final three holes went up and down, up and down, up and down. And he, we saw him in some insane spots like. You, you have to be able to move the ball. You have to be able to see the shots, and Cam Smith is just really good at that. And he was 10th, 10th in strokes gained putting last year, and he's third this year. So that's a really important thing for just control. Like The Masters is not about making everything, but it's about lag putts that you cannot three-putt. Yeah, those are the those are the people that win are the people that two-putt the 60-footers that they have for birdie, not, you know— there's going to be guys that make long ass putts all week. That's how it is every PGA Tour event. But you want to be a guy that three putt avoidance. Yeah, you want to three avoid the three putts. No doubt. All right, into some of our other picks. So we are looking at a full card here. We got a top. We got a top ten. So our top ten for the Masters this year is going to be Tony Finau, and. Tony Finau, of course, the great story of him breaking his ankle. Why don't you get into a little bit of why Tony Finau is a guy that we're plus 450, by the way. Pretty great odds. To top 10, um, his game just suits Augusta. You need to hit it a long way, which he definitely does. And you need to be able to work it both ways, which he, he's got all the ball striking ability. His putter is a little bit of a question, but I just really liked those odds where they were because um, Finau has that raw talent any week to come out and win to top 10. And like Spencer said, he did break his ankle. I almost feel like that he didn't break his ankle, but I almost feel like it's a good omen. Like Augusta is like a memorable spot for him. Um, and I just like the guy's game. And I'm not going to say it was a crapshoot pick, but it's it's just kind of a gut feeling for me. Like I just like him going into this week. And I saw the odds, and I I, I figured, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> All right, top 20, a guy that I've bet on a few times this year, and I'm going back to the well, uh, Englishman Tyrrell Hatton. I feel like he has a really good week this week. He's played at Augusta now a couple times, getting a little more comfortable there. He's not like a guy that I would say I feel like has a chance to win the tournament, but that's the beauty of top 20 is he's got to stay around that 6 to 7 under mark for the week. He had a good showing a couple weeks ago at the Arnold Palmer, had a great Sunday. Tyrrell Hatton's just a guy that's just solid, and I feel like top 20 for him, like I said, stays around six or seven under for the week and makes obviously makes the cut, and then a couple of rounds under par of the Saturday, Sunday, he'll find himself right in that top 20. Yeah, and his short game will always keep him in there. He's got a really good short game. His ball striking is pretty damn good. The only challenging thing is it is um, a right-to-left kind of golf course, but there has been faders of the ball, right-handed faders of the ball that have won at Augusta. So I will say I don't want to like overly harp on that. Somebody made a comment about like Daniel Berger. They're like Daniel Berger's winning this week, and they're like, wait till he hits these two hundred and fifty-yard cut drives, and then has a hybrid into every par four. <laughs> yeah, like, that's how it can be there. If you can roll a hook, 
you can have like a work flip it with the slope in. exactly yeah if you're laying it up against the slope with a fade versus working it right to left for a righty with a draw then uh yeah you're gonna you're definitely gonna gain some distance like even kevin kisner has said and i would love to pick him again because he's playing so well but he feels like august is one of the places where he just walks onto the first tee at a disadvantage because of his distance and even he hits a draw so well and you look at one of the most random players to win this tournament and has won it multiple times bubba watson the, he, he can hit a big massive cut with yeah. being a lefty which is like a righty righty draw and he just bombs it yeah and you think of like hole number 10 specifically and he just can work a 60 70 yard fade around that corner it is built for shit like that where a lot of the righties physically can't work it hard enough or you pull the old Roy McIlroy snipe one up into the cabins uh over on the left side of 10 make a six or a seven and you're out of it so yeah definitely fading it a little bit more um, for Bubba is easy. I would say fading it for him is easier. Like we watched him at the waste management. We were standing right behind him on number 11 at TPC Scottsdale. The, the hole was a clearly right to or left to right working hole, which would be a draw for him. He aimed 60 yards right of the fairway. Do you remember that? And faded it, cut the corner and faded it all the way over the corner and had like a short iron in from like 470. So he's definitely got that ability. And I almost, I didn't go with Bubba, but I almost went with Bubba. I just feel like he doesn't quite have that kind of clutch gene that he used to. And I don't even know if it was a clutch gene. He's just a goofball. <laughs> just a fucking He's just in, so dumb, he doesn't even know what's going on. <laughs> All right. And uh, so this week we decided instead of taking another winner, we're going to take a prop. Tommy Fleetwood Eagle. What do you think about that? The par fives are definitely eagleable. Fifteen and two, is it? Is it two? two? I think it's either two or three. The par, yeah. Um, the only thing is the pin locations and that, on. And that's plus. That's even odds. Plus, yeah. 100. Which I think is pretty pretty damn good odds, especially if they make the cut. That's sixteen chances at an eagle. So you basically have a a one one and you know five percent chance or close to that. We're, of, we're going heavy. On the Englishmen in this. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see why not. I mean, they they play just as good a golf as anybody else. So uh, I do I do like that. Tommy is a drawer of the ball. He hits it hard. He can draw it well. Um, so I can definitely see him definitely making eagle on 15, correct? The part F- 15 is a good one. Yeah, 15 and 2, I feel like there's a lot of good chances for... For Eagles, yeah. yeah. Especially that top left flag um, on two where it's not that back right where they put it on Sundays. It's They'll usually, Thursday or Friday, they'll put it top left, kind of over that front left bunker. And I think that Tommy, if he can get the drive down there far enough, can have a, a mid-iron, like draw a five, six iron in there and make three. So I do like that bet. Love it. And then we're moving on. We got another matchup for you. Mitchell's matchup last week. Bang, bang. Little Keegan Bradley over Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim started out hot as fuck. And Keegan Bradley from the clouds. Yeah, Keegan Bradley came in from the clouds and just destroyed and finished in the top 10. Too bad we didn't have that as a top 10. But uh, we have him. Or So this matchup this week, we have Max Homa. Beating the homie Billy Horschel, which the, the Fortnite champion. It's a little intense, I will say. It's a, it's a little intense um, because Homa has kind of been slightly off the grid lately, and Horschel I feel like has been up there every tournament. But why don't you talk a little bit about why you think what what you think? Or is this just a hunch? Are we just going on hunch? No, I think Homa's game is trending in the right direction. I mean, Billy's playing good golf too, but <clears throat> Homa's been pretty widely. Um, spread on Twitter these last few weeks, talking to making promises on on the old tweet machine that he's going to have a good showing at the Masters. And by good showing, he says he's going to make the cut. But he's that self-professing kind of dude where he's like, "Oh, I could make the cut," and he ends up top tening, winning. You know, I I wouldn't put it. I think he's got the ability to win. He's definitely got the the tools and the game for it. So, um, I I think when he when he was like, oh, I might make the cut, I, I think he still feels pretty damn good about it. So, uh, And Horschel's been hitting this ugly fade lately. His swing, when we were on the range down at, at Scottsdale, 
he was just working on this over the top move. I'm like, dude, what are you, you trying to work it from Japan all the way over to Florida or what? Like he's just slicing the absolute fuck out of it. So I, uh, I'm going to go max Homa there. And our last pick, our, our, our famous pick almost hit it a couple weeks ago. All we got to get is like one or two of these a year and we're up, up units is a little bit of Corey Connors, the Canadian. We're going, we're we're banking on basically a lot of people from outside a lot of international US playing well. Yeah, I, I mean, he had a high finish last year. He's top five last year. He also hits a draw. Um, like I said, I'm not going to harp on it too much, even though I just have for the last 15 minutes. But as long as he doesn't top any of those three woods like he did at the players. I think he's got a pretty good shot. Keep your head down, Corey. It's age old. I'm just kidding. I hate when people say keep your head down. Stupidest shit ever. But that was it was just a joke. So um, just I'm just joke. I'm just it's just a word salad at this point. So go ahead and say something, Spence. <laughs> Make sure you lock those bets in. Get over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code DNVR. Bet on the Masters. I'm telling you, if you're not going to bet on any golf tournament or listen to our advice all year, bet on the Masters. It's you're going to be watching fun. it anyways. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be watching it. Like Thursday all day, we're going to have it on at the course. Friday, we're going to be opening day for the Rockies. I'm going to have it on at the bar. Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to be locked into the TV. I know we both are. Make sure you check out our live show on Sunday. Um, we're going to have a blast. We're going to recap the last couple holes. We're going to get live reaction. We're going to be on the YouTube, so make sure you check that out. Um, enjoy this weekend. Enjoy the Masters. It's only the first major of the year, so we get a couple great ones still to come. But it's kind of a, the kickoff of golf season, and we're ready to rock. And make sure you check that out on on uh, DraftKings Sportsbook and check us out. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Big Drive Spence, him at Big Drive Mitch, our Instagram at Big Drive Energy Pod. Oh, and if you haven't, I mean, you still have Wednesday to get into our pool. Yeah, our pool. Check that out. That is on our Twitter as well. The link is out there. You can there. win a tailor-made putter or a beer sleeve from Pins and Aces. Pins and Aces beer sleeve. I'll they take the beer out, sleeve. They came out with a bunch of great stuff, pimento stuff for the Masters. So make sure you check all that stuff out. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram. We will talk to you on Sunday. Make sure you check out our live show for this week. Enjoy the Masters. Enjoy all the coverage. We are out. Peace. Peace.